This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. Talking about the kind of subject I don't usually talk about. I like big picture foreign policy, uh, what's what's the shadow government up to, uh, three moves ahead on the chessboard. So it really surprised me when I got engaged with the story of Caitlyn Jenner. And the reason I did is I really felt like the media is not a a benign actor. It's not a benevolent actor. It's the media is a part of this international power elite. And what they often do, in my opinion, is take real issues, real people, real beliefs, good ideologies, everything, and uh, exploit that, just exploit people and problems. As Rahm Emanuel said, never let a good crisis go to waste. Now, I don't think Caitlyn Jenner's uh, sex change is a crisis, but it people have struck it's polarizing it puts people uh on the opposite ends of the spectrum and then their whole body of beliefs if you uh, say the wrong thing on this topic everything you stand for gets colored by that no matter which side uh of the aisle you're on looking on the other side a whole body of um assumptions is put upon you and because it has that kind of political power i feel like uh, the media isn't naive. They're doing it on purpose to to divide us. Now, Brett, uh, Brett has some wants to get into this in a in a. I don't know if it's more nuanced or what, Brett. Why don't you tell us again what you think? We started talking before the break, but we only had a minute. So, okay. My point was is that in order for us to be able to stand up for individual liberty, we all have to realize that we all d- deserve individual liberty, and. Um, you know, people get so upset because people are different than them, you know, and a lot of it is for religious reasons. But these people get upset and they're like, you know, they're bad. And, and, and it just illustrates that the human race is divided on people being individuals. And until we address that and solve that problem, which, you know, could be thousands of years off, we're never going to be able to actually achieve individual liberty for everybody. And so while, you know, NBC is trying to trying to sell advertising by doing this, you know, uh, titillating story. It does bring up the ability to talk about it, and I think that's very important. You know, how many people I talked to last week about it, and most of them are very conservative Christians. And you know, I, I made my case being a non-conservative atheist. Um, you know, that homosexuals are, are humans too, and they deserve to live their lives as they see fit. And a couple of people were like, oh, I never thought about it that way. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, as I said earlier, I did stop down because I have to really try to identify. So that's the thing about, you know, getting on the air and talking about this stuff. I, I have to be sure of what I'm saying. I mean, I really got some nasty uh, responses in the last hour, just like on social media, because 
I, I, I have to take the time and really think through what I really believe and understand why and articulate it. But like, that's my job. So I, I didn't do it before. So now I do understand what you're saying. What? Most people don't. Most people and don't that, because they have other jobs. This isn't well, no, their no, job. No, 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 no. They just don't think about it because they're, you know, most of them at a very early age are taught this thing. Okay, that's what I believe, and they move on and they don't think about it. And they practice these ideals that are generally harmful to other humans, and they don't think about it. They don't think about it. And so when it comes up and somebody can interact with them and say, hey, but what about this? And they go, oh, I never thought about it that way. Maybe I'll stop being such a jerk to everybody. That's important because until we get all this stuff yeah. going, we're screwed as a race. Even in this in this case, uh, I I had to really think hard. I obviously did not succeed, but I had to really think hard about. I do not want to hurt individuals, make them feel outside. I I do what you're saying about like people never thinking. I have to say, uh, my kids have always I've always just let them ask questions and a lot of times the teachers in grammar school really push back on that like your daughter's fresh you know she's uh impertinent whatever and and I knew she was just asking questions and I made the choice never to punish my kids for that that they really need to ask the to ask questions question assumptions so they go to a super conservative catholic school but when they come home to me, we actually discuss these issues, and I do emphasize that your conscience is the is the touchstone. But people, I you know, I don't know that pe- I I can't imagine that anybody's really thinking as hard about it as I am because I actually have to come out with a view. Uh, but I think if they do, like my friend, I have a friend who works with. Uh, gay teens. I'm going to actually read some of the stuff he had to say about transgender in a little while. But he said, you ask people, what if it was your mother or sister or father or brother that if you know somebody, it's much easier to sympathize. You can't just write them off uh, that a lot of times that that will help people think about it better. Right. And that's why I think, you know, talking about this stuff and I'm glad you're talking about it there. I know you normally don't do it. I don't like this stuff because it's not important. It's it's not black and white to me. I know, but it's important because you have to understand that human beings hate each other for a lot of just ignorant, stupid, unnecessary reasons. And until they're challenged on their thought process, can they realize that what they're thinking is is messed up and not necessary, and then we can all get along and all be free. That's why this stuff is not only important, but it's imperative. (sighs) Okay, Brett. I, I, uh, I, I... I think you're right. You know, I, I mean, I think you're right that it's worth talking about. I'm not, but, but my, you know, here's the thing. I come out and I just want to, I just want to talk about it. Like, I just want to figure out what the answer is without having this strong visceral opinion one way or the other. And when I try to talk about it, I'm telling you on both ends of the spectrum, people get crazy. Like you can't have uh, like an un- PC thought, like you have to have one reaction that people can compartmentalize, whether they love it or hate it. And it makes it tough to have the conversation, but I'm going to keep trying. Okay. Are you satisfied? Because you tweeted me like, oh, what's the matter with you? I was was like, what's your problem? Don't you get this? Like, I know you're a smart woman, but you'll figure it out. No, well, I, I get black and white. Thank you very much, Brett. I get black and white. The, the, and I guess it is black and white in this. 
I'm a libertarian. You can't make laws about this stuff. But but that in itself uh, means that all cultural cultural and social decisions are individual. Individual decisions uh, involve who you associate with, um, what you're, you know, what you like and don't like. And maybe it's uncool to object to somebody's uh, I don't even think it's a lifestyle choice. I think that you cannot be happy living a lie. I really think that. That I do believe. And uh, so I think that the libertarian position is black and white. It's personal. But I, that that's the line that I think people think is gray, is blurred, and I don't. I'm going to Ethan in Atlanta. Hi, Ethan. You're on with Monica. Oh, hey, Monica. Um, first of all, I love your show. I, I never call in for stuff like this because I hate these issues. Also, yeah, um, I, I I felt I had to do it, though, because if we're not, gonna, you know, I think most of the stuff you listen to is not an honest discussion. It's an agenda driven, polarizing. This is an honest discussion. And it's mm-hmm. heavily emotional, which yes. leads to a lack of rational thought, which um, I think that a lot of people are lacking in this in this argument. And I, I, first of all, uh, I ultimately do not care what you do in your own life, as long as you're not hurting me or mine or other people. Um, I've been a libertarian. I self-identify as a libertarian <laughs> since a young kid. Um, and my, my, the one thing that I wanted to add to this discussion and just to throw this into the, to the discussion pool is that I, too, am in a place where I'm trying to really get my head wrapped around this. I've always raised to be asked a lot of questions, try to figure out why I feel the way I do and what my thoughts are on a subject. And I, I looked into a lot of stuff based off mental health as well. Um, and, I, and I hate, I feel like there's a fear there of approaching it from there because a lot of people get emotional and don't want to say, well, maybe they were born this way, but there's also a mental issue there. And, and I don't know. I've looked up stuff on body dysmorphic disorder. I've looked up things on, you know, having to do with, with, with you know, schizophrenia, stuff like that. The percentages match up, but I, I think it's unfair um, to immediately discredit certain facts and ideas like that simply because um, it's emotional and the media, I think you're absolutely right. Um, a media will take an issue like this and throw it out there because it's it's it sounds nice and sounds good. But I wanted to throw the whole idea about is it is there a mental health issue here too? Um, yeah, I was idea. I was pretty shocked by um, some of the answers I got from a nurse in Sweden. I had tracked down who worked in a actually works in the burn in a burn center, I guess, because they specialize in skin stuff and that's where this these surgeries are done. And she's been in Sweden for a couple of years working in this and she it was hard to the translation wasn't perfect but she was saying stuff about I said are people like 100% perfect afterwards like are they so happy does anybody regret it and she said in the two years she's been there only one person has regretted it basically they're happy the younger they uh you know transform into the right sex they're the better off they are they just live their whole lives like teens are better off you can't tell they live their whole lives but she did say that there were psychological components to it. So it's almost that. And I was really surprised that she said that, that no one's really 100 percent after. But, you know, who is 100 percent? But I, I was worried that there that people might be misdiagnosed for other reasons and then make this decision and regret it like that really worried me. But I was assured by her that that is rarely the case, but that there there is psychological baggage attached to it. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. 
The high today is going to be 88. Tomorrow, too, it's mostly sunny. And the weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. Uh, I am going to go real quick to Jim in Lawrenceville. Hi, Jim. You're on with Monica. How are you doing today? Good. How are you doing? Good. Good. I'm, uh, I listen to your show frequently. I don't always agree with all your points, but I, I enjoy listening to it. And I am a white, conservative, middle-class Christian male, so obviously I'm what's wrong with the world. Uh, but I do take exception to one of the previous callers saying, because I'm a conservative male, that I hate everybody. I don't hate anybody. Now, I may disagree with somebody's lifestyle, but I also believe that they have the right to lead whatever kind of lifestyle they want to. Uh, but I don't have to agree with it. And I'm tired of getting beat over the head by the media who's glorifying all these things and then uh, being accused of something wrong with me for not accepting it. Uh, if well, Bruce wants to uh, put on lipstick and cut his hoo-ha off, that's his business. But don't throw it up in my face constantly and demand that I accept it. Well, these are two different issues that you are bringing up. First of all, I also do not like that... Uh, that there's a lot of labeling going on, that that all those things have to be in a package. What color you are, what religion you are, what your political values are from fiscal to defensive, and then how you think about um, any given issue. I agree with that. I don't like that. Uh, and I don't think it would we'd be forced to have to take a stand if there wasn't always the risk that laws are so universal that they actually start legislating these social issues and then it becomes where we all have to get together and vote on what's right or wrong. I don't like that either. I think the Bill of Rights tells us what we have the right to vote on and what we don't. Uh, This is Monica Perez. Lots more to come. 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB-TALK Now for something completely different. This is Monica Perez. I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And really, this topic, just talking about the Caitlyn Jenner story, Bruce Jenner of the Kardashian fame, of Olympian fame, came out this week on the cover of Vanity Fair in a corset, uh, is now living as Caitlyn Jenner may... um, or may not, he hasn't decided yet, get a full-on sex change operation at some point. And I thought it was interesting because it was getting so much press. And I always think that there are deeper implications of, of subjects that get so much press. But I am getting such, like, it's so polarizing, even to me, like my the posts, the emails I'm getting, so, so polarizing. I'm doing my best. I'm going to take all calls. I do not screen, but... Um, I, I just, it's such an, a deeply emotional thing. I really, I think I'm a little bit surprised by that. I am going to go to David and Chambly. Hi, David. You are on with Monica. Oh, hey, Monica. You, you said something in your monologue, which was just, I haven't heard anywhere else, which is, which is why you're such a breath of fresh air. <laughs> but anyway, um, you, this thing about it being a deeper agenda, you know, it, the, it makes me think about, you know, when I was in college back in the 80s, the whole thing we said was get the government out of the bedroom. 
and now it seems like the government's trying to get in, you know, those Jack and Jill bathrooms yeah, yeah. that connect. <laughs> it's like they're trying to get in the bedroom from the other side. And, you know, it is hard to separate the emotional. You know, if you can just say, for the sake of discussion, you know, nobody wants anyone's rights violated or conflicted teenagers, you know, troubled and committing suicide or anything. It's just that perhaps it's the opposite of what people think. Maybe transgendered people are being used by the people that are purporting to support them, and they're doing it for a whole different agenda, which involves, you know, the speech codes, the um, it's an attack on liberty, all the, you know, quote-unquote shaming. And um, so, yeah, I was thinking, you know, the government's always trying to get in the bedroom. It's just, you know, you close one door and it's just trying to move, you know, That's coming interesting. in from the other direction. There's a couple of... of- things I want to say in response to that. One is when I watched this Bruce Jenner special on the Diane Sawyer show, one of the pediatricians said that she identified a transgender person at the age of 18 months old, that there was a girl who said, I, a boy. And that to me, I I mean, that is just very aggressive and, and could be dangerous if you start labeling, you know, 18 month old, which just the only reason I'm bringing that up is that, it goes to a possible uh, predisposition or agenda or whatever. I don't really know what agenda that pediatrician would be trying to serve. Maybe maybe she's that good. I don't know. But uh, I went on to look into this concept that was brought up on my show by a couple of callers called cultural Marxism. Have you heard this expression? I, I know exactly what. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've so, seen it in action. <laughs> yeah. So there was a real thing called the Frankfurt School, which was kind of socialists. Um, on a, rather than being economic based, it was society based. They came over to New York from Germany and established uh, their. It's like a I forget what it was called, but they established critical theory, which is criticizing, like critiquing all our basic assumptions. And if you go to the Wikipedia entry for the Frankfurt School, it lists, because I was just Googling cultural Marxism, and it's listed as a conspiracy theory under the Frankfurt School. But the theory goes, if it's true, is that uh, ultimately, I won't go through all the different nuances, but ultimately, if you can break down the institutions of society, then government is the only institution anyone has recourse to. So if you couldn't get the workers of the world to unite for economic reasons, if you pull away all their supports, they will have to simply acquiesce to the government being the only safety net available. And that one of the pillars of this theory uh, is, if it's true, I don't know, but that if they blur the distinctions, the, the, um, take away the kind of male-female role as a family or undermine basic tenets of the church, that it will... Now, this is their theory, that that will impair these institutions as an alternative to government. So the fact that this was laid out long before a lot of this stuff seemed to make the news makes me wonder. I'm not saying they're right. I disagree with Marxist theory generally. I don't think it's true. I don't think Marxism is an inevitable... But they, inevitable... they have a point, though. It's an, it's an attack on reason. You know, when you it, the same thing works, if there's no one to decide what's rational, then the government has to do that, too. And it's, it's you know, in, in many different areas. But, you know, like one of the earlier callers said, he's like, well, if I don't want to see it, I can turn it off. Well, 
you can't really turn it off because it's on People Magazine and Us Magazine and TMZ and everywhere. And, you know, I have a seven-year-old daughter, and she's really into being a princess. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you. I don't, I don't want to get... all the different, you know, the, what the boys do, what the girls do, and she likes to hang out with girls and play with princesses. Just on that, on that note, and... I have to just, like, as a little <laughs> tiny aside, I saw what is... The Vanity Fair cover didn't disturb me. What disturbed me was the Sports Illustrated uh, swimsuit issue. Did you see that? I walked into the bookstore. It was right there. It, it was ab- I was horrified. I was so glad my daughter wasn't with me. Uh, it just was absolutely shocking. So, yes, if they want uh, to expose, you know, and that's actually ultimately what I think as far as um you know, I think that some sexual subjects are just too much for kids and they shouldn't. You And like that Sports Illustrated cover was too much. But I, I do think that that we shouldn't lose sight of the fact that there are real people involved here that I have a friend uh, who works with, I think, gay teens. But he has ideas about transgender individuals. He wrote to me. I asked him what he thought. And I asked him what he thought about Bruce Jenner. Like, I thought maybe it it just had, like, the Kardashian flavor to how he decided to go about this. Breaking news from the WSB 24-hour news desk. And this is Edgar Tragitz, WSB 24-hour news center. Breaking here to tell you about an Amber Alert just out within the past hour, the last 30 or so minutes. Authorities trying to find a 7-year-old girl. She is black, about 4 feet tall, 90 pounds, last seen wearing a white T-shirt, blue jeans, shorts, and no shoes. Authorities believe she is with 29-year-old Barry Mamadou, a black male believed driving towards North Carolina. The girl last seen at the Covington Glen Apartments in Decatur. That was early this morning. More details on this as we get them. For now, though, Edgar Trey gets WSB. Just broke off for a quick Amber Alert, but I was saying that uh, the... when we look at these issues, we're talking about Caitlyn Jenner on the cover of Vanity Fair, uh, formerly Bruce Jenner. When we look at these issues, I think that it's important to remember that there are real people here who I actually think are being exploited for political purposes. I have sympathy for this community. And my friend Tom wrote to me uh, some thoughts. I won't read all of them, but the relevant one right now is the transgender community is probably the most isolated community I can think of. Straight people and gay people don't typically understand or treat them very well. Rates of violence against them is heartbreaking, way higher than towards gays or other minorities. He goes on to say that he thinks there is absolutely no way uh, Caitlyn Jenner is going through this as a publicity stunt, even if uh, she doesn't get the sex change operation. She has had other operations and uh, all that kind of stuff. So just for the record, um, that's uh, there are different viewpoints on that for sure. But the, the transgender uh, community does have uh, challenges. And I know these people have a high rate of suicide and all that kind of stuff. So I don't like, I do have a feeling that um, these people's pain is is exploited by the political um uh forces for for political reasons like everything is like we all are i'm going to russ and coming hi russ you're on with monica hi how you doing good how you doing i'm all right i'm a 50 year old heterosexual male i like to think i'm normal but i i hate to bring this up again but here's my question say we're all in an airport or something where's he going to go to the bathroom because see i have a 15 year old son i don't want him in the bathroom with my kid and i have a wife and I went in the bathroom with her. 
So here's my prediction. Why? I don't know. It's just, it's odd. See, one guy uh, called a little while ago and said it doesn't bother him if it doesn't cost anything. Here's what I think is going to happen. Uh, in a couple of years, they're going to start making all the restaurants and all the gas stations put in another bathroom. Like men, women, and memon or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they could do individual bathrooms. I've been to countries. I mean, I don't think we prefer it, but where they don't separate the bathrooms like that. Like, you go in and there's, like, just a bunch with doors on them. And, you know, like I was saying, I have a 13-year-old. He's going to be 13 soon who has Down syndrome. I have to take him into the women's room with me. I feel like That's if someone... I know, but if somebody does something wrong, then uh, then they should be stopped. But if, you know what I mean, then you can file a complaint. But if, you know, I, I don't know if you want to start exposing your privates in front of people who don't have the same equipment, that I think is probably drawing a line. But I think it could work around that. I, I do think that that could be worked around. I know, I know. I, I mean, it's it, it's... Definitely a question to be answered. I think it can be answered. With, if that were the only question, I don't think that we would be having this conversation. So I think there's more to it. I appreciate the call. I'm going to go to Amy in Atlanta. Hi, Amy. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. Um, well, I think it's a great discussion that you're having, and I appreciate the uh, the topic. Um, you know, I come from the point of view where I'm, I'm just pro-family and pro-traditional family, where I just believe a man and a woman staying married is probably the best for the majority of people, um, which is why I don't think the definition of marriage should be redefined. But I do try to accept people for who they are as well. And when I try to you know, do the soul searching like you've talked about, I always kind of get to that block of where I can accept you for who you are, um, but I feel like I'm constantly pushed into um, going beyond that. In other words, it's not a reciprocal respect from the other side, it feels like, um, of just accepting people for who they are. It has to be legislated. Um, you have to continuously, if, I feel like they're always continuously pushing, and just to accept them as individuals isn't enough. And so yeah. what may eventually happen is that, um, and I'm a conservative Catholic, that if um, uh, Catholic catechism is considered hate speech, which I think we are kind of going that way, that my church may have to make decisions about how they're going to handle same-sex marriage. Um, if it becomes a national law, they may lose some of their rights as a religious entity. And so that does begin to affect me well, as I've an a... individual. And I never wanted it to. I yeah. want to accept you for who you are, but it feels like it never ends. They're never satisfied with just acceptance. It, it keeps going. It keeps being... Push. Yeah, I really where... want to respond to what to a, a lot of the points you're making. Um, I I'm due for a break. Let me take a quick break, and when I come back, I'm going to answer all of Amy's points. And if you want to call 800 WSB Talk, this is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We're back. Uh, I was just talking to Amy. She said she was worried that this issue would affect uh, her church. She's Catholic. I also just got an email that when I say that I'm okay with Caitlyn Jenner's decision um, and disagree, I guess, you know, dogmatically, I guess, with the church. I mean, I just don't believe that uh, God would create people in a certain way and then... I mean, I explained it earlier in the show, if you want to go back and listen to my podcast, but I do have different views from 
from the Catholic Church. So if that disqualifies me uh, from calling myself Catholic, I can understand that viewpoint that it's that it's all or nothing. I appreciate that. Um, I'll give it more thought, but that is where I come out. And Amy uh, was saying how she's afraid the law will start to impact how her church can operate. She is Catholic. And my my father, who was indisputably 100 percent without question, a Catholic, believed in every uh, element of the dogma. He asked me when I was getting married, his brother was a priest and he was doing the service. He asked us if we would do it. This was a long time ago, way before any of this stuff was on the um, on the horizon. If he would do it without a marriage license, that he just objected philosophically to the government issuing marriage licenses and his brother wouldn't do it and the church I was getting married and wouldn't do it so we couldn't do it but his point was that the the moral issues are moral issues the government has no business in that and if we had had stuck to our principles in that way this wouldn't be such a threatening like he was right he didn't see the implications of it but he was always just absolutely a stalwart about principles and what happened was, uh, I think that when Roe versus Wade happened, that was really the secular, the left, federalizing these laws, you know, in violation of the Tenth Amendment. And then the right reacted. And then further, it was co-opted. The right was co-opted then by the neoconservative movement. I wrote a fantastic article about uh, Irving Kristol's book, Neoconservatism, the Autobiography of an Idea, where he talks about big government is important if you want to shape the world, and that if you co-opt religious people, you can really have an influence in that way. Whereas traditional conservatives like Barry Goldwater didn't want the government to be able to tell you what you could do with your private property, um, but also didn't think you should exclude gays from the military. He said, you don't have to be straight, you just have to shoot straight. So there's a difference between traditional conservatism, neoconservatism, legislating morality, and defending civil liberties. And if we're black and white about defending civil liberties, these issues really lose their power. Uh, More after this, call me at 800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.